Jenny broke up with me on Instagram. So I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean. But behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences. From no-holds-barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars, the real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! Hey everyone, this is the Excuse Me podcast. I am Vicky Guerrero, and today I have some badass women on my show. I met them on the Jericho Cruise Pardue uh, this year in January 2020. Um, Welcome, the Killer Queens. Ladies, how are you? Hello. Good. Hi. Oh, my Hi. gosh. You guys are just, um, I never heard of y'all before until we went on the cruise together. Uh, from the departed from Miami to the Bahamas, and it was for the Chris Jericho Rockin' Wrestling Rager. Um, the first night that I saw you guys, Y'all took me back to years and years of just uh, remembering the good old songs of Queen. Uh, first, we have Nina Noir. Is that right, Nina? Nina Noir, yes. Noir. Right. And Emily uh, Rudovich, is that right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. And um, how are you ladies doing today? Doing well. Just, you know, happy yeah. to have a reason to get dressed up. <laughs> So, you know, we're, we're in this weird time in the world where it's a coronavirus and, um, you know, I'm, a, I'm in the wrestling industry, you guys are musicians, and it's everything just shut down. I think I lost a whole year of bookings because all the shows just started closing down. Um, and I wanted to, it's my show, so I wanted to bring on groups of musicians and I had the Vaudettes on. Uh, the week before, um, and I thought of you guys because my husband and I and my family just fell in love with y'all when we saw y'all, and I wanted to grab y'all and just promote y'all because I think this is a good time to have these interviews because when things start opening up, people are going to be able to go back to these interviews and be like, oh man, I want to book them. I want to have them at my show, and I, I want to get the word out about you ladies. Um, so explain, Nina. Aww what you guys do, and so that way our, my listeners and fans can uh, get an idea of what, what you do. Uh, well, we are a queen tribute called the Killer Queens. We're the only all-female tribute to queen in the world so far. Hopefully it stays that way. Who knows? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll beat up the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. There you go. Watch <laughs> out. And uh, yeah, we started the project uh, back in 2012, so it'll be eight years this January, which is crazy. Oh, it'll be almost nine years now, which is, that's crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah, we do all of the hits of Queen, and we do it with our own kind of flair on things. Um, there are five of us instead of four, so we have a Spike Edney that tours with us, and she rocks pianos and vocals, which gives me the chance to rock the crowd more and not have to be stuck behind a keyboard. And, uh, and Emily is our lead guitar player, or Brianna May. And um, she's amazing, she's back. Yeah, so Emily, uh -huh. you were, y'all are just sexy and beautiful on stage. And y'all have such a confidence. Um, you know, my husband, he, 
he loves guitar playing and he air guitars. He has guitars, but he thinks he's jamming out and I love him to death. But <laughs> when he saw you play, he was like, damn, that's hot. Like, like she's rocking it. And we were, I think the more you rocked it, the more we're like drinking drinks and like having a good time. Uh, how long have uh-huh. you, how long have y'all been singing and playing guitar? Emily, do you want to I, I think I've been playing guitar about five or six years now, but I've been with Killer Queens for about two, is it? I think two years. Yeah, I think that's about right. Emily is by far my favorite lead guitar player that we have had, and I feel like I can say that easily. So. <laughs> Aww, thank you. That's so sweet. I love you guys. <laughs> um, I mean, another band called um, the uh, what was it called? Um, Heart, not Heartbreakers, Starbreakers. Oh, Starbreakers, um, yeah. With Nita Strauss, who I am a very big fan of, and uh, yeah. I know. And um, I reached out to Emily because I started following her on Instagram. And our guitar player moved out of town and went back to. Uh, way up north and so I reached out to her and asked if she wanted to do it and, and I was so excited when she said yes I was like really oh my god <laughs> <laughs> my life. I love Queen too so it was a really good fit yeah, yeah you know so that's got to be very um a very elite group because you have to be a fan of Queen to be able to enjoy playing their songs night after night correct absolutely yeah Not definitely play them night after night, but to learn them because they are extremely difficult. Like they sound easy a lot of the time. Like I'll hear, you know, a crazy little thing called love. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty easy. And then we break it down and it's like, oh my God, this is actually really hard. And this was one of their easy songs. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so did you guys have to go through Queen to say, hey, you know, can we, can we be your cover band? Can we write your, you know, can we play your songs? Do you, have you heard from them? And, and did you have to go through them to have that, you know, to have that stage presence to impersonate them? Well, so I had no way of actually reaching out and saying, hey, is it cool if I do this? <laughs> it was more just knowing that um, there are tribute laws that allow you to um, cover another band's music live in concert. It gets trickier if you record the music and sell it. That's oh. where you have to like licensing type stuff. But the venues are the ones that own the license to allow you to play covers in their clubs. Um, and they pay every year to um, ASCAP or uh, BMI to, to help pay the musicians who wrote the material. Um, I did, however, get to meet Queen because uh, when they came out with the film Bohemian Rhapsody, we got to play the premiere of the film in San Francisco with the stars of the film, like Rami Malek and Willem Lee. Um, they all came out from England and, and showed up and did interviews, and we got to play before they showed the film for the first time. Wow. At- in San Francisco, yeah, which is very historic because the Castro Theater is in like the heart of San Francisco in like the historically gay neighborhood, right? Castro is like everything's rainbows. And to have this really iconic film um, about a singer who, you know, kind of battled with that himself and then finally the whole world found out yeah. what he was really like, right? Because he didn't really say anything about that until mm-hmm. after he had passed, it came out. And so, um, so they invited me, oddly enough, they invited me to London to walk the red carpet at um, 
Wembley Stadium where they were doing their big major release of the film. They traveled all around the world releasing the film and then they were releasing it at Wembley Stadium um, maybe like a week before it actually came out in theaters. And so there I was on the purple carpet because it wasn't red, it was purple. And, um, <laughs> I like purple. <laughs> too. Purple's good. Purple. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Willem Lee played Brian May and he saw me because he met me in San Francisco and came running over and was like, Nina, you're here. I was like, I am. And you remember me? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. It was so great. And then he asked if I had met everyone and I said, no. And then he walked around introducing me to people that were in the film. And then eventually I got to meet Brian May through him. And it was so surreal to be standing there with Brian May and, and Gulen Lee who look like twins yeah. that are separated by about 30 years, but you know, <laughs> or more. Um, but uh, yeah, they looked identical to each other. And um, Gulen starts telling Brian all about how he saw our Queen tribute in San Francisco and how great we were. And I nearly had a panic attack. I was like, is this actually happening? Like, now he knows, <laughs> is this gonna be okay? Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, Brian was thrilled. He thought it was the greatest thing. He was like, oh, that's so lovely, darling. Like he was just so warm and so inviting and um, just made me love him even more. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so how's, so you've never heard other than that from Queen about what they feel about how y'all play their music or songs or anything? No, they've never reached out, sadly. I mean, guys, anytime you want to, I'm here. Just <laughs> good. I'm there. I'm on it. Um, we're going we're gonna to have to tag them so they know that we're, y'all exist. <laughs> <laughs> Remember me? Hi. <laughs> so you guys live in separate places in the United States, correct? Because Nina, um, you live in California? You, yeah, we both live in We're California. We're both in California, yeah. Okay. In the same city, or are you guys in a long distance? Long distance. <laughs> it's a long yeah, distance. I'm in LA. Oh, okay. <laughs> and how is, the, where's the everyone else in the band? Where do they live at? Um, so we have a few players who live in Los Angeles, and then everyone else lives in the Bay Area of San Francisco. Oh, okay. So... When you guys get together and, and rehearse, it's got to take some planning and organizing for y'all to get together. Yes. It is a whole lot of everybody has to do the homework. <laughs> do your homework, and then you show up, and all we're doing is going, this is how this transitions, and we're going to put these songs together, and I'm going to talk here, and it's that kind of a thing. It's not a whole lot of, like, what happens at this part of the song? It's like, well, you should have. You are <laughs> you out here? fired. You're fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So how often do you guys have to replace members? Have all of y'all been the original members for the eight years or have y'all interchanged different people? Um, yeah, well, life happens. And so we have had quite a few players. Um, I would love to be able to keep the band exactly the same for as long as possible, but it doesn't always work out that way. And so it makes it challenging because when I have a girl who's got a life event and they want to go do something else or move or, you know, get remarried or whatever it is. Um, I have to then search for someone to take their place. And that is so hard. That is one of the hardest parts of running the project is finding a girl who not only has the right like vibe that we're looking for to fit the band, they have to have kind of a similar personality, yeah. they have like showmanship, but then they also have to love queen and be able to play queen. Those are two very different things. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, because Emily, I mean, when, whenever you're playing, you're like in your own little world. I mean, you know, because <laughs> Nina, <laughs> Nina is the showboating with all the costumes, and she comes out with every song. And I mean, she went from one costume, and then she went to the back, and then came back. And I was like, yeah, she changed already. But everyone had did have the mannerisms of of Queen. You know, like the, you know, how y'all present yourselves. Um, did y'all have to be taught that, Emily? You know, because you have you sing and play guitar. Was that hard to incorporate? You know, to play that part as well. You know, and and rock the and rock the strings, so to speak. My husband wanted me to tell you that to rock the strings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it definitely took some practice. I watched like quite a few videos of Brian May, like live videos, to get kind of his character in there. But I feel like it's also a fine line because I also want to be myself during it too, you know, and be able to just really have that balance of expressing myself, but also like paying tribute to Queen and Brian May. Yeah, because, you know, you guys, I mean, y'all are females, y'all are beautiful, y'all are attractive, and the guys were just loving y'all on the stage. I mean, <laughs> the first night that y'all performed was at the atrium on the cruise, and it was standing room only. I mean, we were, cr we were crammed in there and no one cared because everyone just kept pushing in to, to, to listen to you guys. And I think the casino was down the hallway and people were like, oh my God, like, who is that? And y'all grew <laughs> one of the biggest crowds, you know, on the ship. I mean, this is, this is incredible. And I felt so empowered to support you guys because you don't see a lot of all-female, you know, groups taking on this male band that is such a legend. And they, they go from years and years of, of giving, you know, everyone this type of music of rock and opera and the lyrics. Um, it was just an, such a, a fun time to be a female because we were watching you guys represent the females. Aww. Aww. <laughs> that makes you know, me happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I, I just, I, I want the listeners to understand, like, so Nina, when you are, are gathering people and Emily and you guys are looking at, at females that are coming in and want to audition for your band, um, they may say, you know, oh, I like Queen. Yeah, I'll give it a try. But do you see a difference of them liking Queen and really respecting the music? Because you have to really be 100% in. You can't just say, oh, I want this job and, you know, I'll just go, I'll, I'll fake it till I make it. It has to show eventually when you're, when you're working with them. And is it easy just to say, I can't use you, you know, because you just don't have it. Yeah. It's, it, that's never easy. It's never easy to bring someone in and then say, you know what, this isn't going to work. Um, I, I luckily haven't had to really fire a lot of players. Um, we did have a, a bass player uh, last year that we had to let go and it wasn't because she wasn't a good player. It was because of, of drugs and alcohol, which sometimes happens in rock and roll. Yeah. And, and that's, that's hard. And then, you know, when we bring in a new player, uh, like our, our bassist that we've had for the last year, who we love so, so, so much, she's a jazz musician. And she came in kind of with this attitude of like, oh, I can do this. And she didn't have very much time to prepare because we had to bring her in sort of mid-tour, which is never easy. Um, and she had maybe two weeks to go through two hours of clean material, which is crazy. And, uh, and she did it and she came in and she had a whole new respect for Queen. I think she thought, Oh, I know some of these songs. Like, yeah, sure. This would be cool. And before I brought her on, I said, I want you to look at the material and really, you know, call me tomorrow after you spend an entire day just listening to these songs and looking at the material before you say yes. 
because you need to be certain that you're going to be able to do this in the time frame that I'm giving you. And it's, it's really hard. And yeah. um, she, yeah. she came in <laughs> notes on stage and then she was like, okay. And just, you could see her like musician brain just turning on and she's like diving in. And now she has a whole new level of respect and love for queen. And that tends to be what happens is people come in and they think, Oh, this is queen. And then they really look at it and they go, Oh my God, queen is incredible. Yeah. Like pioneers <laughs> for music. Like, they are not just run of the mill musicians. They are genius. And all four of them wrote the hit songs. All four of them have hits under their belt under queen. Wow. And you know what was yeah. fun too was that you, we saw the kids, the small kids, they came in with the parents on the cruise and the kids hadn't even heard of y'all's music. You know, well, Queen's music, but to watch y'all perform. And I had this little boy next to me and he's like, who are they? And I was like, <laughs> I was, and the dad was like, they're playing legendary music. Like this is, this is my days of, you know, listening to songs. And, and then by the time the concert ended, he was just like jamming out there and he was like dancing and Aww. you know and just having a good time and y'all are it's just a whole demographics of different ages that you guys are attracting to give this tribute to queen well we got really lucky as well with the film because once the bohemian Rhapsody came out um everyone who thought they knew queen or had heard the songs but didn't know who sang them was suddenly hit with the power of this band and going, oh my God, this is so much more than I thought it was. And so now we have younger generations hearing this music again for the first time, right? Yeah. They, hear it, they hear it like the grocery store, or they hear it at like the sporting event, you know, they don't really know what they're hearing. And now they're seeing the film and going, oh my God, I love that song, that's this band. Wow, that lead singer, oh my God, that guitar player, oh, this band is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So Emily, what is, what is the easiest song that you find playing from Queens collection? And then what is the hardest one? Mm -hmm. Because you were busy the whole concert. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you were like, you didn't take a break. <laughs> There's a lot going on in Queen songs, a lot yeah. going on. I don't know if I can even pick an easiest song. That's, I love that question though. I've never gotten that question. What's the easiest song? Um, <laughs> I would say there are not really any easy songs. <laughs> the, it's funny because when I started learning all the songs originally, it was I was like, okay, like this isn't hard. I can do this. And then I started and I'm like, this is going to take a lot more time than I realized. It was lots of hours, <laughs> lots of tears. But now like none of the songs really make me nervous or anything because I've played them so much now. But they all definitely keep you on your toes during the whole show yeah absolutely um you know and so and Nina what what is your because you have a lot of the vocals you're the lead vocalist of the group um and for you like what is your 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 easy one and what's the hardest one uh well yeah that's a again that's a difficult question <laughs> so so when I, when I started the band, I wanted to do a tribute. Um, I wanted to do a female tribute and I didn't know which band to cover. And then our guitar player at the time was like, what about Queen? And it was like, oh my God, Queen, yes. That's perfect because Freddie Mercury would make a really awesome, badass woman, right? Like yeah. it would be kind of, he's very manly, don't get yeah. me wrong. But I also kind of use some of his flair and, and turn it into, especially his 70s glam look, right? Yeah. That's not too hard. But 
<laughs> but um, when I started singing the songs, I remember doing another one, Bites the Dust, and it's really quite low, and then it jumps up and goes really quite high. And I thought, okay, the higher part's like right in my range, no problem. And then the lower part took me a long time to get my voice to go that low. Like, I, I'm a girl, I don't sing that low normally. Yeah. And once I got that low, getting my voice to go back high became a challenge. I was like, oh my God, I, like I finally got one part and I lost the other part. And so my uh, vocal career with Queen has been stretching my voice, stretching my voice as far as it'll go, learning how to sing healthy at all costs. So I don't party when I'm, when I'm playing, unfortunately. Everyone else is like drinking beers and I'm like, I'm drinking wine <laughs> or <my> water. <laughs> I'm hiding it in, in glasses to make it seem like I'm having fun with everybody else, but it's all just water because I can't do any of that. Like I can't, you know, if we're, if we're on tour, there's no like getting stoned with the band afterwards. I'm like, nope, sorry guys, can't do that. Gotta yeah. stay healthy, gotta eat, you know, veggies and do yoga and drink water and like make sure that I'm running all the time and working out and keeping my body fit because that's the only way that I'm going to be able to hit these notes. Like it, it's a really big shock to me as to how physical singing is with this level of singing. Rock music on its own is hard. Doing rock opera is even harder. I, I'm a classically trained opera singer and a professionally trained pop and rock singer. So I thought, oh, this would be easy. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, even Bohemian Rhapsody is, I mean, the song is like, what, 10 minutes long? Because that's a lot. That's a, that's a long song. And some of the words hearing it in person, I didn't even know they were the words. And my husband's like, what the hell are you singing? I'm like, I don't know, but it sounds really good. <laughs> because, you know, I mean, you guys just really grew a respect um, to me because, um, you know, you go years and years thinking that you know the words. And then when you hear it in person, you're like, oh, I'll sing the wrong stuff. But at the same time, in the shower, I sounded really good. And my husband would be like, you need to be quiet because you're embarrassing me. <laughs> it's okay. I everywhere I go because I'm always singing so <laughs> I can't I don't turn it off I like sing my words you know if I say bye to somebody I'm like bye like I, I don't yeah you do <laughs> you definitely um, do <laughs> so I know that um I, I went to your website which is just amazing I love it I love uh the layout of it and I know that there's no shows currently right now um do y'all have anything in the future that y'all are looking at um, that y'all want to discuss or and I want to get the feelers out there because we're going to tag everyone you know we're going to just get the word out whenever your uh, episode comes out that we want to just get you know the the people to know who you are and you're available and um, you know y'all in California but I, I guess y'all would do anywhere in the world right to travel we do we travel uh, nationwide and internationally we're trying to get to Australia that's been a challenge because First there was fires and now there's a pandemic. So <laughs> I'm like, we're, we're coming for you, Australia. It's gonna happen, but I One day, know. one day. <laughs> Things will get back to normal again. So, yes. so Nina, how can they contact you? Like just to, uh, well, we're gonna tag it on y'all's, um, you know, promotional stuff, but how can they get a hold of, of, of uh, you guys to book yourselves for future events? Yeah, so we are all over social media. You can find us um, on Facebook, The Killer Queens, on Instagram, The Killer Queens, on Twitter, it's KQ Rocks, on YouTube, it's The Killer Queens Rock, and uh, and then we, our website is thekillerqueens.com, and then the is surprisingly important, so we always have to remember to add the. The, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so we, we had some fans email y'all some questions and they were really, I think they're from females because it was a really good outpouring and we, we picked uh, a few that were just, uh, well, it's my show. I get to pick out which ones I want to ask you guys. <laughs> um, one fan asked, do you feel pressure being an all-female band playing um, songs from a male group? And Emily, do you want to start and give your opinion about this? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think for the most part, we get really positive feedback. Like, people will be skeptical, you know, at first. Be like, oh, like a group of girls, like, playing queen. We'll see how this goes. But it always ends up being just really positive feedback. Like, everybody ends up loving it. So, it's just, I don't really feel a whole lot of pressure from that. It always just ends up being a lot of fun. Interesting. And you, Nina, how do you feel about that question? Um, well, so I, I'm, I'm Freddie Mercury, which is a lot more pressure, I think. Because um, even Adam Lambert, who has an amazing, amazing voice, gets hated on for not being Freddie Mercury. And so there's definitely a little bit more of a stigma, I guess, when you're tributing such a legend. I think the fans are so diehard that they can't even imagine anyone else singing anything in Freddie's place. And so there is an element of that, but we do have, we do have the nicety of it being that we are all female and therefore I will never ever sound like Freddie Mercury. It's just not going to happen. And so it does take the pressure off. And then we also, as Emily said, we, we do have a lot of people who show up with their arms crossed going, yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what are these girls going to do like this? Really? Yeah. Especially we are young and we are attractive and I think that adds to it even more so they're like oh they're just up there because they're cute and then we play and they're going oh damn they can actually play they can actually sing so it, it helps because the bar starts out down here and even if we play here they think it's here <laughs> you know because that's interesting because when you know being on the cruise how did you guys get connected with Chris Jericho uh the Starbreakers it's when I played with the Starbreakers he played a couple songs with us at the Whiskey A Go-Go um, maybe was that like two or three years ago and then just kind of kept in contact since then and then he hit me up asking about the cruise and he was like do you have uh, what band are you in right now I'd love to have you on the cruise so I was like I've got the perfect band for it <laughs> and then it was like a year of just pure excitement of us looking forward to it <laughs> yeah you, you know y'all had a tough crowd because it was a wrestling cruise um, you know I'm I'm in a male industry, you know, where there's a bunch of male wrestlers and, and all the fans are a lot of, you know, they're mainly a majority was males. And, you know, before you guys went on and we saw y'all, you know, kind of going through your instruments and getting ready, you had a lot of comments, you know, there's a lot of people talking like, they're going to impersonate Queen, like this is going to be interesting. And, you know, and I was so, you know, I, didn't, I never heard of y'all. I saw, I looked y'all up, you know, before the cruise and I thought, this is going to be good. You know, but to see on person and to see these morons and these, you know, assholes that were like, oh, I'm just going to see how this turns out, you know, and drinking their beer. And at the end, they're dancing with your music. And I'm like, there you go, fucker. Yeah. Like, how do you like it now? Because they just proved you wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time. Every yeah. time. They love it. <laughs> just, favorite is, is watching Emily go up to do a guitar solo and having some person some usually a guy in the front row and their face is just like melting like their jaw is <laughs> like, oh 
oh my god <laughs> did you see the guy giving you shots like taking shots to y'all stage i mean y'all had the guys like in the palm of your hand i'm like yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes it's, it's so fun it's so fun you know my favorite thing about when i i got to meet uh chris right before the first he came to san francisco to play with fozzy and he's like i love queen so like no pressure and then he shows me his tattoo do you know that he has a news of the world tattoo which is know. albums yeah it's the robot that's holding queen oh my and, gosh uh, instead of it being queen it's all chris chris it's all chris Derrico. no are you really <laughs> look at his arm <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'll have to do that. I'm going to see him Wednesday. I'm going to say, I want to see your arm. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it, it made me laugh so hard. And then I immediately was like, oh my God, I hope you do okay. Are you guys invited to the next Jericho Cruise for next year for 2021? Uh, we would love to be, but I think that Chris yeah. likes having different projects and so more than likely it will be other bands and other acts because you know he wants to spread the love and, and showcase other other people so yeah maybe in 2024 we'll come back on the cruise yeah there's always <laughs> there's always the next cruise right <laughs> um let's see so um i have i, I want to end my podcast with a funny question um with nina with you doing all the costume changes and emily uh, you you stayed in the same uh, outfit, but how many pairs of shoes do y'all have? Because you went through a lot of shoes, and and I was just like, this is crazy. Like you know, because me being a general manager on the show for wrestling, I you know I have to wear a certain outfit each time. So you you get a collection of shoes, and some that you hate, and some that you love, and some you have to depart with because you break, or I have to hit someone over the head with a heel and break it, or whatever. But how how many <laughs> how many shoes do y'all have? Emily, do you want to answer? I have one pair of shoes. <laughs> are they like your are they like, are they like your lucky pair, Emily? Like so you can be comfortable on stage for the two hours? Yeah, they're they're my Doc Martins and I love them. I I haven't worn anything other than them for like a year and a half now. Nice. A year. <laughs> I don't even think about shoes ever because that's like all I wear. I'm like that's it, really. I love my docs. Cool. And Nina, so how many pairs of shoes do you have? Well, for the Killer Queens, I have three shoes that I usually wear. I always walk, rock the uh, Adidas sort of iconic Freddie Mercury shoe, right, with the black stripes on the white shoe with the shell top, those, uh, those Adidas. And then um, I have, like, sparkle boots that are all black and sparkly that have high heels. I have, like, kind of combat boots but are also sort of high heels. Um, I, I used to be a runway model. So if you want to talk shoe collection, that, that is a real <laughs> shoe collection. I used to show up at that job with a suitcase full of high heels because the designers <laughs> would have the clothing, but they wouldn't bring the shoes. And so I would show up with a suitcase and they would open it up and literally they'd be going through going like, yeah, this one with that outfit and this one with these, all these are great. Oh, and it, it actually added value to me as a model that I would be willing to bring a suitcase filled with shoes. <laughs> how, how, what's the oldest pair of shoes that you own today? Oh, goodness. I, uh, yeah, I don't like throwing things away. So, <laughs> so I, I probably have shoes that are, 15, maybe 20 years old now. I mean, I, I definitely 
I have Converse that I think I've had since I was 15. I like Converse. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> another question um, that I want to ask from our fans is, Nina, who is your mentor in singing besides Queen? Oh, that's a good question. Um, okay, so it changes. Um, recently in the last year, I started spending more time in the Bay Area with um, a group of musicians that are very different than I normally would hang out. I love metal and I love rock. And so I spend most of my time around rock bands and metal bands and, and all that. And uh, then I started getting into the R&B gospel soul community. And uh, they are teaching me a whole new way of, of approaching music, um, which has been really, really fun. So uh, rock and roll has morphed into country, which I'm not a, a huge fan of. Um, and then country started blending with R&B. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed this, but we're getting into this like weird morphing of music where everything's sort of mixing. Um, I was just today listening to uh, um, oh, I'm going to blank on his name now. Uh, uh, Dylan, no, Dylan Townsend. Uh, I think it's Dylan. Anyways, uh, he, he's in a metal band. He was singing a song called Why off of his solo project that I hadn't heard before during one of his live feeds. And it's opera, and it's opera mixed with metal, which I love when they do that. And his take was phenomenal. And it's just, it's so fun to, um, to see this sort of blending and mixing. It's part of the other reason why I love Queen, because Freddie Mercury, he's got some R&B gospel vocals on Somebody to Love, and then on another one by The Dust, it's kind of more funk, and then he goes yeah. to I Want It All, and it's more metal, you know? Stone Cold Crazy is full on metal, and so it gets, it gets fun. It's fun to kind of play around. Well, good, and Emily, who's your mentor outside of Queen? Um, well, one of the most influential guitar players for me is John Five. He's one of my all-time favorite guitarists. So I, like, watch a lot of his videos and do my best to learn his songs, but they're extremely difficult. But um, he's definitely a big influence for me. And how many guitars do you own, Emily? I own – I have three main ones. I have a couple other random ones, but my three main ones are my Gibson, my Epiphone, and my Kramer. I'm all about those Gibsons. Nice. And um, have you guys ever met Adam Lambert? No. <laughs> I wish. Oh, my gosh. We got to get this word out, guys. We got to get y'all publicized okay. with them. I, I honestly <laughs> thought he was going to be at the premiere of Bohemian Rhapsody. And so I kept searching, 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 searching. And Brian May's manager, Phil, was like, yeah, you know, he couldn't make it. And I was like, what do you mean he couldn't make it? What do you mean <laughs> he couldn't make it? I was so mad. Oh my gosh. So because do you guys, oh, go ahead. If you know this, but in Bohemian Rhapsody, he plays the trucker that walks by yes! on the phone talking to Mary. Yeah. I yeah. never knew that until after they, they, you know, they, they said that and I was like, oh my God, it was. Yeah. yeah. I would never guess that. Right. He looks totally different. Yeah. Uh, same with Mike Myers. Mike Myers looked completely different in the film. I was shocked and it was very difficult to say hi to him. I tried. It was very hard. <laughs> he but was did like, you? but you did, yeah. right? Yes. Between interviews and he like kind of looks over and goes like, oh, hey, Michael, this is Nina. And I was like, there's no words. <laughs> it so, was, that was a really difficult time. 
how funny. Um, do you guys have anything for the future that y'all are keeping your eye on, like some projects or tours that y'all are working on since everything's kind of st sit still? Okay, so I, I came up with a really interesting idea, and I'm in the process of putting together all of our promotional material to really start pushing it. But I think that we're going to be able to do a drive-in movie theater tour. Uh -huh. Amazing! Goal is to have us like we did with the premiere of Bohemian Rhapsody, um, and we did this a couple of times last summer. We played at the Giant Stadium in San Francisco. They, they played the sing-along version of Bohemian Rhapsody, and we performed for just like 45 minutes before they showed the film. So I'm uh, putting together all of the video and pictures that we got from those shows. And um, I'm gonna start pushing it to the drive-in movie theaters and see if anyone bites, because I think they will. That's incredible. I like that a lot. I, I, I wish y'all like, is there anything else you guys are working on when things open up? Um, I, think um, I think just as many shows as we can. I think we all miss playing a lot. Yeah. Um, I live in Houston, so I would love, to, man, if you guys are ever in Houston, I will promote the hell out of you guys. And we'd, I would love to go live with y'all if y'all perform and just help y'all get that social media presence out there. Um, oh, wow, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Can you, I, manager, can you just like come and like stop the show and just start, start screaming, excuse me, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, pick me, pick me. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy. No, but we're going to keep amazing. in touch. We're going to keep in touch, ladies, because, um, you know, if you have anything that y'all are promoting or something that comes through, you know, email me and let me know because I'd be happy to share it on my social media. I am so proud mm -hmm. of all of you and I'm so honored to have you on my show because I was a fan, the first song that y'all started playing on that cruise. And um, I just, they're <laughs> slow and it, it sucks right now in the world, but I know we'll get back to a new norm where we can, you know, have concerts and stuff, but let me know. We'll keep in touch. And um, I'm just so hella proud of you ladies because y'all are rocking it and just a great entertainment of, for me to escape for two hours. Yay, thank you so Aww. much. <laughs> thank you, that means a lot. Well, thank you ladies. And um, we'll keep in touch and you have my email and we'll promote each other. And if you're ever in Texas, I will drive out. I know my husband will drive out because he just fell in love with the, all of y'all. It was just such a fun concert. Mm -hmm. You guys so well. Yay! Oh, we are so there. We are, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start really pushing these drive-in movie theaters, so. That might be our new tour for the next year or so. We'll see. That'd be great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nina and Emily. God bless you guys. Thank and you. I, I'm, uh, I'm just so tickled to death I got to talk to y'all today. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. <laughs> okay. Definitely. Y'all take care and we'll okay. talk soon, okay? Sounds Yay, good. Thank All you right. so much. Bye, ladies. Hi everyone, it's Vicki and I want to take this opportunity to give my personal testimony about using the Relief Salve from Opulent Organics. It eliminates my aching knee joints, discomfort, inflammation, and soreness after a hard workout. I have always had pain in my knees resulting from previous injuries and I don't smell like a medicine cabinet when I'm working out with others. The Relief Salve is made from beeswax, lavender, and eucalyptus oils. 
Their products are lab tested for purity and potency from independent third-party labs and Opulent Organics provides full transparency of their research to the consumer. Another important factor about using Opulent Organics, all of their products are THC free. So visit www.opulentorganics.com and use the discount code EXCUSEME20 on your order today. Be well, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of the Excuse Me podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast platform. Check out our official Facebook page at facebook.com slash excuse me, Vicky, or follow me on Twitter and Instagram and email us at excuse me, Vicky at outlook.com with questions or comments until next time. Excuse me.